Welcome to a place where God's people are enlightened and empowered through the ministry of the Spirit and strategic communication of God's Word for Kingdom Dominion. We are a people committed to establishing Kingdom civilization in our various sphere of influence. Welcome to Build. Spirit, it is contained as spiritual 
So God does not give money. God gives spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Our perspective about finance has to change. It was my good of that said that believers embrace the life of God and ignore the principles of God. The unbelievers embrace the principles of God and ignore the life of God. And while it's important to get the truth, there is something about this life that affects what your finances should be done. I've always said that if we have the wrong growth, it should be an advantage. But you know what is amazing? Amongst everybody here, many of us have probably not asked the Holy Spirit to give us Even though our own, remember John chapter 3, Nicodemus came to meet Jesus. He said, Right? Man, but because no man doeth the things that you do, say. No man doeth the things that you do, save that God be with him. And Jesus cannot what? See. And I've taught several times that that's. Cannot see the kingdom of God. Perspective is changed. So, our sins, I'm, I'm trying to find where I stood. Right, right. So, that an ideology sounds good does not mean it's godly. There is, a, there is a place we derive our perspective from. And it's not just supposed to guide us when it comes to living a holy life. We should guide us even in our finances. So I would implore us that in the next few minutes, as you follow me, you will pull down your strongholds. Like I said last week, pull down your strongholds. Huh? Pull down your strongholds.
first perspective of a believer to finance is that life is spiritual. In James chapter 2 verse 26. James chapter 2 verse 26. For as the body without the spirit is dead, that's the pattern. That in this kingdom, thing that you build, a physical structure that you build without the spirit component, the Bible calls it death. So, as a believer, we first know that life is spiritual. Which means that we route our living from the spiritual. We route our finances. <laughs> we route our finances from the spiritual. Life is spiritual. That's number one. Number two, give me first Corinthians chapter 4, verse 1. We're going to read a lot of scriptures. Then after that, we'll do first Peter chapter 4, verse 10. The second thing that a believer needs to know is that in this kingdom we own nothing. Owners are rebels in this kingdom. Let a man who account on us as the ministers of Christ, and I like this word. And stewards of the mysteries of God. In this kingdom, you own something, you are a rebel. And, and if you do not have a basic idea of kingdom, you will not understand this scripture. Because democracy will not make you understand exactly how kingdom operates. In a kingdom, like if you go to England, also there's no queen now. The king, right? So, every in England is called crown land, which means that nobody really owns the land. The king owns everything, even the human beings there. And if the king wants anybody or anything to come for any reason to the palace or to deliver something, that person must respond. We do not own anything. That's the exact way that kingdom functions. God is a king and the whole land belongs to God. And everyone that lives there, including man and including our finances, even the mysteries, the things that we've learned from God, is not ours. We are stewards. First Peter chapter 4 verse 10. Every man have received the gift, even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. So anybody that claims to own something in this kingdom is a rebel. As far as the gospel is concerned, we are not owners. We are what? Pay attention. We are not owners. We are what? We do not own anything in this kingdom. We do not own anything as far as this kingdom is concerned. We are given freely have we received. Freely should we. And that's the ideology. So the second thing you need to know as a believer, this is where financial stewardship comes in. Because if you come into the kingdom, yeah, and you expect that your money is still yours, you've made a big mistake. And this is where believers make mistakes. 
Because they expect that their money is theirs. God does not give you anything to own it. He gives you to manage it on his behalf. And so if you want to be blessed, you must first settle it in your mind that whatever God will give you is not yours. Are you following? It's not yours. In the world, you are a self-made man. In the kingdom, you are made by God. The maker of the and the earth. You do not own anything. Title, ministry, and may I spend time in this place? Because this day, yeah, many believers are very selfish. We withhold. And it's because we have not learned that God is the owner. You see, if God is the owner, it means that your account is just one of his account numbers. Are you following? And if he decides to withdraw from your account, he can transfer back. You don't know what I'm saying. You see, when you understand this, you will trust God with your finances. God is the owner. That's the second thing. You do not own anything in this kingdom. We are all stewards. Luke chapter 22, 25. Next book. Luke chapter 22, verse 35. And he said unto them, When I sent when I sent you without purse and script and shoes, lacked ye anything? And they said, No. You see, the emphasis I want to pick from this scripture is that God does not make people rich. God funds his attention. Because if they went on their own, they would have laughed. But he said, when I sent you. So, we, many believers have an ambition to be wealthy. They have not tried to find that because God has no obligation doing what he started. God has no obligation funding what he has not started. It is when I sent you that you will lack Hello? Now, this is where young people that are traveling to UK, it's good that people are traveling to UK and it's not a problem. But if God did not send you, UK would be like you thought it was green pasture. The Bible says it leadeth us to that green pasture. We don't lead ourselves there. He leads us. So, many times you give her, Many believers are broke because they've not found what God has told them to do. Where did God send you? Confused. It's a simple question that when you ask many believers, they are confused. Where did God send you? Because even if there is a famine, if God has sent his prophets, he can tell the widow to leave the last meal she's supposed to eat and die and give you. When I sent you, Black as that. First Kings chapter 3. From verse 5. Then Gibeon the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night. And God said, Ask what I shall do. So God has. Um, Solomon was now a king in Israel. And Solomon was to rule Israel. And um, let's go to, let's continue with And Solomon said, Thou hast shewed unto thy servant David my 
Father, greatness, according as you walk in God with the truth and in righteousness and in uprightness of heart with thee, and thou hast kept for him his great kindness, that thou hast given him a son to sit on his throne as it is this day. This was how, after Solomon had killed the, 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 the major sacrifice that we all remember, and then God appeared to Solomon in the dream, and then this was their discussion. And now, O oh Lord my God, thou hast made thy servant king instead of David my father. And I am but a little child. I know not how to go out or come in. So, pay attention to his prayer. And thy servant is in the midst of thy people, which thou hast chosen, a great people that cannot be numbered nor counted for multitude. Give therefore thy servant an understanding act to judge thy people that I may discern between good and bad. For who is able to judge this thy so great people? Solomon was called, and Solomon was called to be a king. God had given him an, an agenda. And after he made a sacrifice, God came to Solomon and came to ask Solomon whatever he wants. And Solomon was asking for an understanding act. And you pay attention to God. And the speech pleased the Lord that Solomon asked this thing. And God said unto him, Because thou hast asked this thing, and hast asked not, and hast not asked for thyself long life, neither hast asked riches for thyself, nor hast asked the life of thine enemies, but hast asked for thyself understanding to discern judgment. Nexus. Behold, I have done according to thy words. Lo, I have given thee a wise and an understanding heart. So that there was none like thee before thee, neither after thee shall any arise like unto thee. Next verse. And, and I have also given thee that which thou hast not asked, but riches and honor, so that there shall not be any among the kings like unto thee all thy days. So, this was Solomon that was given an assignment. And when God came to meet Solomon and asked Solomon, whatever you want, ask from me. I thought that Solomon was going to ask God for money. Give me everything. So, don't upload everything in heaven. And Solomon asked God for something attached to his assignment. Give me wisdom to be able to judge your people. And God said, you see, I will give you the wisdom, but huh? you need more than wisdom, you need money. But because you did not now ask for money, I will give you the kind that everyone will never be able to be like. The issue many times is that when many people come to God's presence to ask for money, you can listen to the content of their prayer. Lord, give me the kind of money to embarrass the people in my family, just to let them know that at least there is grace on them. And God is a sincere prayer. Pay attention. Do you remember um, Anna? It was Anna that gave birth to that. Yes. Good. You remember Anna? Anna had been praying for a child for years. Till she came to a point where she said, God, you need a prophet. If it will please you to use me to birth that blessing that you need, God answered that prayer once. Even though Anna was praying before that um, Belina. Penina is struggling my life. 
help me. The Bible says God shut her way. That, that's amazing. So God can look at your finances back and say, you are still asking for money so you'll be a billionaire. No problem. I shut it. You stay at 10 You're going nowhere. Yes, because God loves you, but God cannot trust you. You see that ideology in itself. You want to rubbish everybody when you are and remember, it's not your money, it's his own. He can decide to transfer or not. So, many times I've realized that the pursuit of many believers is not God's agenda. It's not God, we need you in Nigeria. There are many children that need school fees to be paid. There are many young people. We need to create systems around the church. This, this thing that they can shut us down today, bring us back to service tomorrow, we don't want it. For your name's sake. Believers don't pray like that. If you check the money that many believers are praying for, it's attached to something. Attached to the fact that one girlfriend broke up with you five years ago. And because of that, uh, God make me, I don't want to be a mechanic, I want to be a mother. You see, you listen, 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 pay attention. You see, self, no money from heaven, not. You see, told us before, it's not everything that is good that is good. The fact that it makes sense to our natural mind is a the carnal man. So, one, life is spiritual. Number two, we don't own anything. We don't own anything. Because for some of you now, bah, the instruction that God gave you last was to empty your account. I know this is the kind of message when you get I don't like to think about it. But this is the kind of message. When God asks for the money that he kept in your account, send it to that church. You sat down there and ah, God, let me, I, I'm sure you don't know the money inside. Let me open the GTR app. See, did you, did you see what is there? Because it's your own. <laughs> like the rich fool. I've labeled them. I've packed my pants. And then God said, bro, report in heaven. That's all. Just forget about that. It's not my duty. Report in heaven. I'm waiting for you. And, and that man, after laboring and toiling, toiling, Toilet because it is not to him that will it or him that run it, but God that shows mercy. And then God does not make people rich, he forms his own agenda. If it is his own agenda, he will fund it. If it is not his own, you can fund it yourself. You see, when the Bible says it is the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our sight. That scripture lets us realize that intrinsically, God did not send believers to labor. God did not call the children of Jacob to labor in vain. So this extreme labor many times is a sign that it is not the Lord's. You see, you need to take the Bible back and even though it stings your ego, accept it. That you've labored, labored, labored and it looks like you will die. It's not the Lord's name. Because if it is the Lord's will, it will be marvelous. Alright. So, the last thing I want to say before we enter into is that the physical things that believers do, businesses, jobs, everything that is physical that believers do that pays them is a system to manage the spiritual blessing that comes with. 
our blessing does not come from here. Remember, our blessing comes from the heavenly places. So, when you do business, it's just a sign to God that God am a responsible receiver. When you send it from the heavenly places, I've created, I've gotten a job, I've gotten businesses to manage what you gave me. So, when you come to give a testimony next time and you say, it is the Lord's will, you know what you're saying. Because we're about to enter the future. Ecclesiastes chapter 11 verse 1 to 5. I wanted to teach this message maybe later. Making spiritual investments. We are bound to be blessed. Ecclesiastes chapter 11 from verse 1. Cast thy bread upon the waters. It says, but thou shalt find it after few days. You see, the Bible says that it is this same God that gives bread to the eater and seed to the soul. Which means that the increase that comes into your life is bread for you to eat. But the Bible here is saying that when increase comes into your life, cast your bread upon the waters. It is where people came with the ideology of investment and multiple streams of income. That's when God blesses you, if you eat everything, you are not your responsibility. In fact, the Bible calls that person to And remember that I've said it before, that if for any reason your account number, your account, the amount your account gets to zero, the Bible calls you a fool. And regardless your excuse, when I, when I heard that, Proverbs 21 verse 20, that's the scripture for you. There is treasure to be desired and oil in the dwelling of the wise, but a foolish So if your money gets to zero, the Bible says you are a fool. So the idea of investing must be in your mind. You need to know how to get the increase that God has given you and separate it. Cast your bread. Give me back my scripture. Ephesians 11 verse 1. Cast your bread upon the waters. But the Bible here is saying that when you invest physically, you will find it after how many days? How many days? This should be enough education to many investors in Nigeria that want 20% in one month. That's not many days. Edge funds make 20% in a year, but you want to eat the whole 20% in one month. You see, the way people invest, if you read your Bible, you will be safe. I've said it plenty of times. If you stay in scripture, you won't make mistakes. The Bible is saying that when you start to invest physically, it takes a lot for investments to materialize. It takes a very long time for physical investment to materialize because some of you have started learning courses. Probably you started learning web design this year. If you learned web design this year and at the end of this year, you are a millionaire, we should find out why. Because it's the returns according to this system should come after what? Many days. Then he says, give a portion to seven and also to eight. But thou knowest not what evil shall be upon the earth. Now, the Bible here is saying that when you cast your investment into many places, it is also possible for evil to come upon the earth. 
you cannot control how evil strolls inside this world. You cannot control whether your the person you invested in will make a mistake and will crash. You cannot control whether while you are learning, your laptop will have an issue and then it will take you a lot of money to repair. You cannot control whether your investment will crash or it will not crash. So the Bible is saying that when you invest in several things, you should not end there. Give a portion. You see, this kind of investment, you do it because you don't know the kind of evil. Are you following me? You'll be blessed. You do this kind of investment because you do not know the kind of evil that will come upon you. The believer knows this very well. You won't be harassing all your investors. Uh, beyond the people that you invested in. Like, like, they, like they committed sin and they should go to hell. God is saying that when you invest on the earth, when you get a job, the company can have issues and then start to downsize people. That's not your fault. Huh? It's not your fault. But the Bible is saying because those things can happen, as a believer there should be a cheat code for you. And the cheat code is to give a portion to seven and to eight. That there are extra investments believers do. That is not normal casting bread upon the waters. I hope you get this. That if you do investments like everybody, I invested in a forex trader. I invested in real estate. I invested in uh, agriculture. I invested in oil and gas. And you did all of that and you went to sleep. You are not a believer. As a believer, you need to have extra investments. Seven and eight. I call them spiritual investments. Because if you do what the normal man does, you are not spiritual. And this is my issue. I've said that many times, believers should read their Bible. The many solutions we are looking for isn't word. Like I said last week, the sower soweth the world. If the clouds be full of rain, this is the blessing, my God. That if the clouds be full of rain, they empty themselves upon the earth. God is saying when you are investing, the way he blesses people is that the clouds must be full of rain. Then he empty upon That's how God blesses. And if the tree, okay, we don't need to read all of this. He continues to explain how that. You do not know how your investments grow. So, he was saying that we do not know even how a, a child grows in the womb of one who is with child. So, how your investments will grow, you might not know. But the Bible says your responsibility is to ensure that your clouds be full of rain. Remember my scripture last week that we went through power. We went through water. Before God now brought us to the wedding place. God rains upon people when their cloud is full. And this series, we are going to make spiritual investments. My cloud must be full. That's it. My cloud must be full. If my cloud is full, the truth is that they will empty themselves upon the earth. The blessings will come when your clouds are full. Can we pray? One minute prayer. My clouds must be full. site or online ensure that if the clouds be full, they empty themselves upon the earth.
Parapasico Paradali, Protosadecos, Paris Catadia, Protosicambela, Shadicotas Capridas. My clouds must be full. If your clouds be full, they empty themselves upon me. Rashadan, Stabade Cosila Bridas. Zedeta sobrikata ambela ikomosite posikape mambahasi protonika paplash. Sometimes when you read those stories, it looks somehow to you because you know that you are a prayerful person. At least you fast once in a while. So, how come it is you? You see, you need to find your own missing link in all the things that you How come it is you? Did, have you heard stories of people that they met a man, he prayed for them, they left, and their business exploded? Have you heard stories like that? Or they came with the seed, they sold car. And they took the money. They came to drop it in church. The pastor said, God bless you. And that was it. Now, when you stories like that, the question many times is, how did it happen? So believers now started saying, many people that were confused, they now went to learn from people in the world. And people in the world said, see, does it make any sense? That's a stupid equation. You should do business. That money, instead of selling your car, and do, use it to fund your business, right? Use it to increase your values. And those ideologies are good. But the truth is that the Bible is saying, you see, you will not be able to understand the things of the Spirit. That these things are spiritual investment. They are the seven and eight investments that you do so that evil does not come upon the earth. I found out that the truth is that people have favor. Some people have this thing called the power to get one. That their life is like a field that the Lord has blessed. Everywhere they get to, blessings come to them. You see, people don't give money to broke people. It's like, is the Baba Yes. What does he need your money for? And somebody can see, say, he will send you K and say, Daddy, is a privilege. And what everybody agreed on is that it's because he's a man of God. But that's not true. That's not true. That's not complete. I told you about Caterpillar. The story that I heard. He heard that people give 10% as tithes. And he said he's not going to give 10%. He's going to give 90% to God and he spend 10%. And when he made that kind of investment in the spirit, Caterpillar is everywhere. That changed his life. And even though he was living on 10%, 10% makes sense. Do you understand? He's 100% 
in a 50k business and 10% in a 2 trillion dollar business. You know, they are not. They are not. And many times, when we hear things like this, it's like I'm thinking the Bible is still happening. That the prophet has said by this time tomorrow. And then tomorrow morning, the person comes back with a testimony. Somebody called me and said, he's traveling to the UK. My house, my car, I give it to you. Does that make any sense? We don't hear those tes- these testimonies in our day. Because we have been lied to. Pay attention. We have been lied to that that thing does not work. It's only pastors it works for. No, it's not true. It's not true. It's not true. Obededon was not a pastor. The ark landed in his house and we didn't even know the business he was doing. Do you know that David had to pray one day and say, God, if the kind of blessing that will turn my eyes away from you, take it away from me. So he was so blessed that he even had fear for himself that this blessing can make me turn away from him. I'm sure some of you can pray that kind of prayer because few years like before I swear for myself, let's, let's, not, let's not do what's going to work that I found out that it is not just for pastors. I found that there are spiritual things that we need to do to ensure our cloud is true. Remember, it is God's will. Number one is your passion for your right, your right path. First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. My friend used to tell me about from thousands of years ago that we pray, and while they continue praying, it will, the intensity of the glory of God upon their life will be so strong that even gold dust, they will meet it in their own life. And these people were very blessed people, highly blessed people. And the question many times has been, how come? Because I've prayed it. And I know I've prayed in my life. As far as I'm concerned, I've prayed. But, I ain't seen no gold dust. I ain't seen, I ain't seen no gold dust. <laughs> but as it is written, I have not seen, I love the word of God, nor hear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man, the things which God has prepared for them that love him. Those that love God passionately, they live in prepared places. And, if we do not settle your passion for God, every other thing around your finance will not make any sense until your passion is settled. And the truth is that your passion is part of the things you do to ensure your heart is full. Good question. Do you love God or are you using God? Using God to get money. Using God to embarrass your mates. Using God to get back at your girlfriend that broke up. Number two, giving. Right? Proverbs 11 verse. There is 
there is that scattered and yet increases, and there is that withholded more than is meat and intended to corrupt. The Bible here is showing us that this give me, give me, all din and all demon to yourself. The Bible says it tends to poverty. Pay attention. This is one of the things that Kuslashira calls the paradoxical principles of the Prince of Peace. That God can say that to live you must die. All like this, you know that if you keep holding, it should increase, right? But the Bible is saying that in spiritual sense, the more you hold, the less you go. And because many believers, listen, you have a different life from an unbeliever. The, be- the unbeliever can hold everything like Nigerian politicians. Plus the palliative. But as a believer, the more you give, the more you are blessed. And this teaching does not sell to young people of our day because it fights our logic. How do you get blessed when you give? The reason is because honestly, God is the God is the one that repays the giver. Pay attention. Even the Bible says that if you give to the poor, you borrow God. Have you read that story? That when you meet a poor person and you extend blessings to that person, what you did was that God borrowed money from you. Now this, this will not make sense to an unbeliever. But your life is different. And in the kingdom, if you will route your blessings from spiritual places, one of the things that you need to learn is the art of giving. And I will teach you some things. There are different types of giving when it comes to this game. Number one, Acts chapter 4, verse 33 to 35. The first type of giving according to scripture is the giving for the needs of those in the body of Christ. We're going to read from 33 to 35. And with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and great grace was upon them all. Next verse. Neither was there any amongst them that lacked. For as many as were possessors of land or houses, they sold them and brought them to and brought the prizes of the things that were sold. Next verse. And laid them down at the apostles' feet. And distribution was made unto every man according as he had been. One of the styles of giving in scripture is giving to every believer the need. Are you following me? Now, in Bible days, like the Bible is saying here, none was lacking in the church. And the reason why none was lacking in the church was because everyone had a way to sell the things that they had, bring them to the apostles' feet, and then distribution was made for everybody in the church. So nobody was lacking. So pay attention. Masmuro gave an an illustration here for In this kingdom, there is an economic system. And the way the economic system of the kingdom goes around, that nobody will be broke, is that God encourages giving. So, for example, money is praying for a phone. Money is praying for a phone. And she needs a phone desperately. 
She knows me. She does not know you. Are you following me? She knows me. She does not know me. And then God speaks to this boy. As he's praying early in the morning one day, God speaks to him. Go and buy a phone. And he's happy thinking that, ah, God, so, so, new phone. Nice one. And he went to the market, bought a new phone, spent a lot of money. And as he took the phone back home, God will speak to him when he's there buying the phone. Because he will return it. So, God will wait. Yes, back home and he's saying, oh, mom, ah, new phone, gadget. Man, just do one, two, one, two. And then as he's trying to do one, two, God says, okay, package the phone back. Any same card you put here, remove it. <laughs> package that phone and give it to Ari Emmanuel on Sunday. And he's going to sit down and look at me and say, does Ari Emmanuel need a phone? How many phones does he have? He does in this place in Forex weather. He does not need a phone. Say, what are we even saying? I bind that spirit now. And he stays there. And the truth is that God wants to bless you, but God uses men to bless you. What God is doing is that he's trying to see if he can trust him with more riches. So, he encourages giving such that you give me the phone. And as the phone lands in my hand, and I'm thinking, ah, I think, my girlfriend, <laughs> just give her another phone. And the Holy Spirit says, bro, carry that phone. There is somebody else who needs a phone. Have you heard testimonies of people that you need something and somebody walks up to you and he says, God said I should give you. And it's the exact thing that you were praying for. This is how God expects money to flow. I'm saying that if you rejected an instruction last week, you robbed somebody in the kingdom from getting money, and God will decide not to increase the one with you. Because you will stop the flow. You don't need to know the person that was given. No! Your own response is that there is a way we behave in this kingdom. When God speaks to us, we give. And we give for the body. Pay attention. The issue is now that many times, giving has been, giving has been going to men of God. Only men of God. It is rare for many, for young people to walk up to their friends and say, God told me to give you a gift. And I just want my gift to give We are treasures. It's God's resources. God wants to give it to somebody and he believes that he trusts you. So he trust, he's trusting you with an instruction to ensure that somebody is done. Attention. The reason why many believers are broke right now is because somebody is disobeying God. Did you hear what I said? This is the economic system of we, God ensures that resources move around the kingdom by giving people instructions. So for example, there was a day years ago, um, God spoke to me. So I, I got a clothes, right? I got some clothes. And those days, when you get fine clothes, you start preparing for ministry. In your mind is like, okay, this one is cookie. This one is good. This one is good. <laughs> And as I was assigning my clothes, the only I see that one, fold it. Go and meet your friend and give him that note. And I went to my friend's place. And my friend was not around. So that was a legitimate way to say, let me go back. Don't say, no, open the door. What if they come and beat me? How am I going sure that the door is open? And as I opened the door, lo and behold, my friend went out and left the door. I knew that this, this talking spirit is at work. He will not let you go until you obey. I opened the door. 
and he said, go to his wardrobe. I said, God, this is, I, I'm intruding somebody's privacy. <laughs> open that wardrobe. I opened the wardrobe, it was open. I hung the clothes there. I closed the wardrobe, closed the door, and I went to my house. And my friend, I don't even know if he needed the clothes or not. Oh, I just called him. Alpha, guy. Yeah. Get something with your wardrobe. No fear. Nothing. Just, he gets something with <laughs> And God allows the economic system of the, of the kingdom to move like that. Many of us don't have because somebody is disobeying God. And God is trying to trust you now. It's why he brought this message your way. Because you know God has said you should pay somebody's school fee. And you've been staying there. How much is even the money in my campus? Guys, give that instruction for Aaron Emmanuel. That's, that's that. So the first way we give in the kingdom is to the brethren. And may God help us to restore that kind of giving in the body of Christ. Where somebody comes to give you, I'm not here to tap grace. I came because God told me to give you something. Or I just realized that you do not have, you see that show of kindness and generosity. Pay attention. When you start learning about the ministry of angels, people encounter angels because of generosity. Read your Bible. There were men passing. And then Abraham said, come to my house. Wash your feet. Let's give you something to eat. And the angels turned and looked at him. And said, by this time next year. Many of us have not encountered the blessings of God. Because we hold together. There is he that scattered but yet. Are you following? That's not Number two, we give to partner with the gospel, right? In that we don't have that. There's a lot to cover. Philippians chapter 4, from verse 1 to 19, but let's start from verse 15. You see, tithing, offering, and all of this. Um, I do not believe that if you do not tithe, that a devourer will. Because God has delivered us from the cause of the law. But pay attention. People say it's principality. I don't believe that. No. But let's pay attention to this. Are we there? Okay. So this was Paul. Start from verse 15. So this was Paul. The idea of tithing, the idea of every other of these offerings is an idea of partnering with the gospel. And that's what me I want to bring back. Because it's not about giving to a man of God to bless you. It's about partnering with the gospel. And there are many young Christians that have not partnered with God's work. Pay attention. God only forms his agenda. God does not make people rich. He forms his agenda. Now ye Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving, but he only. So this is Paul talking to a people and said, nobody was giving me anything. If you go up in this scripture, there was a lot that read from verse 1. There was a lot that Paul talked that was about finance in this scripture in just a letter. But he was saying that I've learned both to be abased and to be above. I've learned both to have but and also to be in need. So he's saying this is not about asking you for money. But he is now saying he wrote a letter to say I'm not asking for money but I want to thank you because many people did not help me while I was traveling for the sake of the gospel except you next verse. For even in Thessalonica, ye sent once and again unto my necessity. Next verse. 
Not because I desire a gift, but I desire fruit that may abound to your account. Next verse. But I have all and abound. I am full, having received of Epaphroditus the things which were sent from you. An odor of sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable, well pleasing to God. Then he gave a prayer point that we all pray for ourselves, but we don't fund the gospel. Next verse. But my God shall supply your needs according to his riches in glory. God does not supply needs if you do not partner with the gospel. Listen, there are people that have partnered in churches. It's why they will not stop giving money. To, to you, it's like, why are you sending this ridiculous amount of money to a church? You, let me tell you, we will never win that argument in the church. Because this scripture is here. The argument of why are you giving just money? Why are you giving just money? You will never win that argument. It is either partners with the gospel that then the Bible says, my God. You see that this is not God of the whole universe. Paul was saying, the God that called me will supply you. This is giving a portion to seven and year to eight. So that the day that the investment wants to crash, I was listening to Pastor Austin Okore. He was saying that he was some money years ago. But now that he is serving the Lord and he's partnering with the gospel, he said that he went to minister somewhere and he lost his peace. The Holy Ghost came and was disturbing him. And he said, ah, Prophet Jesse Jamfa, please pray for me. I don't understand, but I've lost my peace. And he went to pray. And while he prayed, the Holy Spirit spoke to him. Check your, uh, what was he called? Now? I can't remember. But it was something that was about to expire. Insurance, yes. It was about to expire and it was bringing in a ship worth millions of naira. I think 12 million naira. And the old ship, when he received, when he saw that, he knew that this is what the Holy Spirit is saying. He said, he called this person right now. Renew that insurance. And as the person renewed it, he received a call the next day that the old thing capsided. 12 million would have been a debt, but because of partnership with the gospel, my God. Many of us, like Apostle Arman said years ago, force God to bless you. Force, tie God's hand. Force God to bless you. How do you force God? You make your blessing personal to God by funding the gospel. So God can trust you that you are a treasurer. If somebody has a crusade in Abuja, you will transfer. If somebody has a, you see, God won't bless you if you are not passionate about the gospel. You will make money, but it will never be the Lord's doing to make it marvelous in your sight. I'm trying to show us the missing links in the things we are doing. We are doing business, but we are not giving a portion to seven and year to eight. So when evil comes upon everybody, comes upon us too. No, now Isaac sold in that land. There is a blessing that comes when you partner with the gospel. I want to challenge you, brothers and sisters. It's a challenge. Try your best. Don't close your eye when God is doing something. The pastor was doing crusade earlier this year. I know I cannot stand in front of open air. I don't know how to do that. I can sit down in a building and teach. But open air, I'm not very sure I know how to do that. But I can't see that a crusade is happening. And my money did not go there. So an account will be checked in heaven. And my own account number will not be registered. No, I sent something. God just will let you know that I'm active. It's not only built, 
to fight is the gospel and death. And my God, God personalizes your blessing because of your investment in the gospel. Are you blessed? So all these um, pastors offering, many times pastors do that, and it's not an excuse actually, but many times pastors do that because people are selfish. It was Pastor Jerry Eze that was saying, people, somebody will come to his office and say, um, my child's upliftment, he will give a seat. Come back tomorrow, my child's health, give a seat. Then he paused and he called the woman and said, why is it that I don't need all this seed? You know, those seed many times, is not giving up. Those seed is Pastor, I gave you money. I connected it to your anointing. If the child's health is not restored, just remember that I gave you. That's what many church members do. It's not really a seed. It's to lock you. I gave you money. He said, see, I don't need all the white bread. Just bread. Just to come and give pastor and say, sir, we realize you are laboring week in, week out to ensure that we grow and we give you. If you partner like that with the gospel, God personalizes your blessing. As far as I'm concerned, everybody that I know, I'm not being a, I'm not a politician. Everybody that I know that started to partner with the gospel and we built since last year, nobody is in the same place it was last year. God personalizes your blessing because you found the gospel. The next thing that you give, I will run through this in a very short time. Psalm 125 verse 3. Psalm 125. So like people will say, in the New Testament, in the Old Testament they can say 10% are then a product. That's a product. In the New Testament, if you give 10%, you are weak. That is all that you if you give 10% in the New Testament, you are weak. It should be as God instructs you. You give 10% should be the least. Your funding is because of an agenda that is bigger than your belly. Let me tell you, you will never win this argument. You say, um, I'm rich and I don't pay tight. Many people that say they are rich and they don't pay tight, if you hear the amount they drop, you can call that one tight. I have a boss like that. He keeps getting blessed and he keeps saying that he doesn't give tithes. I'm just seeing that gap in his understanding and I understand what he's doing. But the truth is that the partnership, this man can stand as one man and the gospel will prevail. One man. And you think that God will allow business to crash on his head. It's not possible. You are a treasurer, a sincere and a faithful one. The Bible says it is found of stewards. It must be found of stewards. A man be found faithful, faithful, faithful. Psalm 125, verse 3. This is another investment that you do in the spirit is prayer and warfare. Pay attention. Years ago, I used to think prayer does not affect finances. Oh boy. The rod for the rod of the wicked shall not rest upon the lot of the righteous, lest the righteous put forth their hands into iniquity. Pay attention. That you can go before God and say, Lord, the famine that will affect everybody, let it not come to my side. I'm a righteous man to prevent me from compromising one day. You can use prayers to bless yourself. Lord, so that there will not be compromise in, your, in my story. Send a blessing. A spiritual investment is a portion to seven and eight. 
I know that this is the only one that many people do, but I want to teach you how to do it the right way. Learn how to pray. Attach your need to God's need. This is the best way to pray. Attach your need to God's need. Lord, not for me. Not just for me. For the sake of the many children that their school fees are not being paid. Bless me. That's how to pray right prayers. So you pray to clear in glances from your way because there are people that their answers have come from heaven. But there is someone that has decided that they will not make progress. It happens. In this life, yes, it happens. There are people that casting out a demon from them in just one week, the kind of blessings that will come. Because that demon was an entrance. A gate door and effectual was opened. Many adversaries. The way you do that one is not just sit. You do what? You pray. Learn to pray about your finances. My going out is blessed in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. There is favor upon my business. You clear entrances. You receive instructions. And you prophesy to your future. I don't have time, so I'm trying to rush everything. The next one is faithful kingdom service. I'm teaching you the things you do. So ensure that your cloud is full. There are too many scriptures here. But I will give you the story of a man, Ezekiah. Ezekiah walked with God as a young man growing up. And in the day, in the day that he was supposed to die, that God sent a prophet, one thing Ezekiah did was that he turned to God. And said, God, remember. Let me tell you. Ensure, you see, there are these kinds of prayers that many believers cannot pray. Because even they, they know that they have not given themselves to the service of God so much that God cannot turn his ear from their prayers. Psalms chapter 50 verse 5. Give me that scripture. saints together unto me those that have made a covenant with me by sacrifice that anytime you sacrifice something for God's sake and for the sake of the gospel is a covenant is a debt that God must pay and in the day that challenges come you can carry your sacrifices to God and say Lord look upon my track record my altar is calling My sacrifice is calling. Hold oh let the fire from your altar touch my body. Let the fire from your altar touch my body. Oh, speak from the heavens and the earth will hear. Oh, speak from the heavens and will hear on the earth that my altar is calling you. Oh, God, my sacrifice is calling. 
and preached as normal. You might think I preached as normal. You do not know that God just increased somebody in the spirit because of sacrifice. Give a portion to serve. Yeah. stay on this subject, but brothers and sisters, please, please, you need to know how to exempt yourself and not be like your every your friends. That all your friends will be doing the same thing, but God exalts your own than your colleagues. You do that by giving a portion to seven of eight. Gather my saints together. They that have made a covenant by sacrifice. I've talked about honoring your parents. It's one of these. Pay attention. You see, that honor your parents in the Lord, Ephesians 6 1. It's not just, it's not pastors. It's not even just, it's not pastor. The word here is not pastor. The word here is the parents that give birth to us. The only reason why a pastor can override what the parents are speaking over someone is by a privilege and an election of grace. Brothers and sisters, the prayers of parents are powerful, even in your Bible. When God wants to give inheritance, he gives speakings from the mouth of people's parents. And many of us are running businesses and jobs that our parents have not spoken over. As far as I'm concerned, great day. I don't, time has gone, but I want to finish this. I will have like, I'll try my best to finish in like five minutes. How God blesses you when your cloud is full, how does God empty it upon the earth? Number one, favor. Right? Let the fire from your altar touch my body. Let the fire I can give stories upon stories of sacrifices. I have a friend. He went home like usual. Everybody is going home. And he decided to brand Shiloh. And while he was leaving Shiloh to go back home, the Holy Spirit said, What's in your hand? My bag, everything that I brought from school. The clothes, everything. He said, No problem. To go to get the drop, drop it in Shiloh, go back away. Ah! What of my phone? Remove the SIM card. Your home portion is the SIM card. The phone, the bag, everything. Just ensure that the clothes you are wearing is the only thing with you. Ah! And he dropped that. I remember when Daniel came back to campus. And he scrolled up like, guy, wait, sample. All those clothes were without found for administration. a God blesses you by giving you favor. One of the ways to know that you are favored, John chapter 15 verse 2.
God, one, one of the signs that God loves you and is favoring you right now is that you are in build. While my mates are running up and down playing game watching my new Chelsea. When God zooms his attention on you to train you, is a sign that he loves you and he, and he is favoring you. The second sign is acceptance. And when I say acceptance, somebody help me with ah. I hope I can remember all these things. But I, I didn't write it down. There are a list of things you need to pray into your life. You see, you carry your sacrifice to God and you start to pray there. Number one, give them. Write it down. Because God did not design that a man should live his life alone. God sends men to help men. And one of the prayer points that you will pray into your life to receive favor. You see, favor is not money. It's not money many times. Is that men stand beside you. And the first type of men that need to come to your life is gifted men. Gifted men. Number two, men of substance. Men that can open the door for you. So you don't need to have their money, but they love you too much and can and can open any door to you. The third is divine connectors. And this one, you need discernment to find them. Huh? They don't have money, but they can connect you. They know someone that can change your life. I'm going to pray strategic prayers. In the world of this week, you should pray that. I did write one of that, but maybe next week, I'll say it. The second thing that God does to bless a man is that it comes with the prophetic. And I will explain it. Number one is by divine direction. You see, when God wants to bless you many times, He just tells you, Abraham, take one. He takes you to stand up. Follow me. I'm taking you to a land that I will show you. The prophetic, divine direction. Number two is prophetic instruction. And for this one, I mean, uh, uh, this, this, this is where people package things. And uh, I call this prophetic instruction. That while you are sacrificed and you bring it before God, God can say, Stand up, take what you have. Go and meet this man. I remember that I was praying. God said He was going to open up the prophetic to me. And I was praying every evening. That's what He told me to do. Continue praying. And while I continue praying for like months, every evening, six to eight. And then He told me, Stand up. The salary that they pay you, carry it, go and meet this man and give him. And I went to give him, and he prayed for me, and he imparted that grace upon me. That was it. I went back home, and I was supposed to pray. It was time to pray. As I started praying, it was not up to 15 minutes. I was caught up in a vision. And as I was caught up in a vision, I saw three elders in front of me, wearing white and wearing boots. And they called me, and when I came to meet them, one of them, the one at the middle, removed his cap. And I saw that light was entering his eyes when he removed his car. He put that cap upon me and he left. And that was all. And when I woke up, I think I was in that encounter for about an hour and 30 minutes. And when I, you know, you just gave a seat and you received this. I knew something has happened to me. Listen, brothers and sisters, it's not every giving that brings blessings. The ones that come by divine instruction. Instruction. And this is what we need to pray.
was working with some people that was going through in this thing to that burning building. And that day, I went, I was just in my normal life, went to the water dispenser to take water. And the wind spirit said, You won't stay here for too long. Prepare. And that was all. I took my books, went inside school, started to plan. And I, I took the picture, it's not on my phone, it was my normal phone. I took the picture of the things I was going to do and all of that. And I went to meet my parents too. My mom, especially. And I talked to her. And then she told me, Don't even wait. Carry your bags, leave. No problem. Pay attention. When the whole thing crashed, the reason why my hand was not stained is because I gave a person to set me free. I'm here to eat. I met my mom and I engaged the person. When God wants to bless you many times, but many times, He will not come and give you. Many times, it's not going to be money that He will send you, it's an instruction that He will give you. Don't sell this service. I remember a woman that said she saw a vision and she saw she saw Coca-Cola packing and all of that. She knew God told her to start that business. And she's a billionaire. She cannot even tell you how God she can't teach you the whole business from now. This is the secret that people engage. They might not be able to tell you they are not articulate enough to say everything that they did. But they can only tell you God told you to fry Akara. How is Akara making you a billionaire? God said prophet. The last dimension of the prophetic is restoration. Second Kings chapter 6 from verse 1 and we go. That when things go down you use the prophetic to get them back. Second Kings chapter 6 verse 1. We're going to pray after this. And the sons of the prophet said unto Elisha, behold now the place where we dwell with thee is too straight for us. Let us. Let us go, we pray thee, unto Jordan, and take thence every man a beam, and let us make us a place there where we may dwell. And he answered, Go ye, let us. And one said, Be content, I pray thee, and go with thy servants. And he said, I will go, let us. So he went with them, and when they came to Jordan, they cut down, let us. But as, as one was felling a beam, the axe head fell into the water, and he cried and said, Alas, master, for it was bold. Next verse. I like this scripture. And the man of God said, Where fell it? There are many people that need restoration in their life. It takes the prophet to bring it back. Where fell it? I did the business, the investment crashed. Where fell it? We are going to use this scripture to pray. And the Bible says, and he shoot him the place, and he cuts down a stick, cast it in tinder, and the iron did swim. Pay attention. The prophetic is God's system of restoration. That when something leaves your life and you want to bring it back, one way to do that is the prophetic. That you can approach people that can speak upon your life and say everything that was lost is restored. That's all. Where fell it? We are going to pray. So don't joke with prophetic declarations. When the pastor is praying and saying, "May God bless you this week," we receive it 
many times as um, is a normal thing. That's how they round up service. And many of us do not know that that is a system of lifting and restoration. These are spiritual secrets. Your blessings are in heavenly places in Christ. But when you engage these things, you will route them from the realm of the spirit and engage them in your business, engage them in your job. And even though they pay everybody this way, your blessing is higher than your neighbor because you gave a portion to seven and here to We're going to pray. Listen, listen, listen. We're going to pray. It's going to be, it's just, I'm, I'm going to do this, I'm going to drop the mic. We're going to pray. Lord, what in the spiritual, in my spiritual, um, what, what will I call it? What do I need to add to this menu to change my destiny? Next week, I'm going to teach you on seasons. You will learn something powerful next week. But for the things that you have learned, Lord, I decide to give to the gospel. Lord, I decide to, I decide to engage the prophetic. I honor my parents. Lift your voice and call into your life the things that you need. Lord, what do I need to add to this equation to ensure that it is the Lord's doing and it is marvelous in our sight? Et 
For everything we have had today, for everything we have had today, every single thing we have had today, you will cause situation to help us fulfill them. In the name of Jesus, I declare everybody here that you will make haste to help us. You will make haste to assist us. In the name of Jesus, your voice will be heard. You will listen. You will obey. In the name of Jesus, the Lord will cause you to laugh. It will increase your cost. In the name of Jesus, the Lord will make a name for himself with your life. Your finances take a divine turn around. In the name of Jesus, you are separated from the world. We know we can be blessed, but we are blessed God's way. We are blessed God's way. We are blessed kingdom style. In the name of Jesus, everybody here would grow and we would walk strong. We would drive in the name of Jesus. I decree favor. I decree favor. I decree favor. Divine favor in the name of Jesus. Unexplainable. The, the, the words that we cannot understand, we ask that the Lord show for us. In the name of Jesus. I turn my faith to the faith of everybody here. And I say that from today and spot, you will experience ease and you will live in plenty. You will experience ease and you will walk in In the name of Jesus, your little one shall be a thousand. Your small one, a mighty nation. You are blessed. You are blessed. You are blessed. You are a delightsome land. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. The Word of God is a seed that brings radical transformation. And we believe you have been transformed by the word you just received. Follow us live on our MixLR and download our messages on our Telegram channel. 
The number to call for partnerships and inquiries is 0811 414 7940.